Hallelujah. I have enjoyed myself already. And I will not weary you. Because this is God's day. And all the pastors and everybody who ministers on the first Sunday know that everything is subject to God's glory. And I have enjoyed myself. It seems a shame, but I'll just mention a few things because uh, just that uh, in preparation for our fasting, but I won't be long. And I hope that's not a, a famous pastor's statement. <laughs> I, heard a, 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 I understand a child was asking his dad, who's a pastor, and uh, the pastor said something, and the child said, Is that true, Daddy, or are you preaching? <laughs> sad, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's sad, it's sad, it's sad. So I try to be the one that you can say well, the truth and, and, and I'm preaching. Praise God. Hallelujah. As you know, we're, we're starting on, on uh, uh, fasting um, well, Monday to Friday, but you choose how you're going to do it. And it's important that, uh, that you can fast and get nothing from it, which we discovered, well, not discovered, we knew from Isaiah 58, where there were people who were fasting and not eating, and God was ignoring it. And the reason it was ignoring it was because of the attitude. So your attitude to your fasting is supreme. Because you can do 40 days, put white, uh, white, uh, what do I call it, ash on your lips, and walk around and say, ah. and people say, what's the matter, Pastor Eric? Oh, I'm fasting. And you know, there's some people who, which is good, enjoy fasting. But when they have a conversation, the first thing they'll say, when on my 26th day of fasting, God revealed this to me. So the first thing there, there is not God revealed it. It's they want to make you know that I've done 26 days fasting or 40 day fasting. And God says, well done. You've got your reward here on earth. But as for your fasting, it's not going anywhere. So it's important. And the other thing is not to, because um, for some Fasting and prayer is a lifestyle. So it isn't anything for them. For It's like uh, a three-day of just uh, water is like they're just starting. And for others, it's like three days without food. Glory to God. How am I going to even live? <laughs> so it's not in competition. I can hear extra laugh. I'm not even going to point in that direction. <laughs> But we are all at different levels, and it's according to your heart. This is between you and God and your preparation. But I'm just here just to give some kind of guidance because I, I don't want anybody injuring themselves physically through fasting the wrong way. And we pointed out and um, half, uh, watch night that there are many occasions. There's an occasion where... I think it's Elijah and Moses who did a, what's called a supernatural fast where they didn't drink water, uh, eat or drink for 40 days. Now, that is a why I say it's a supernatural fast because ordinarily you would be injuring yourself very, very badly. Uh, 
uh, uh, they did 40 days. And just to emphasize, Jesus fasted for 40 days. And at the end of the 40 days, he said he was hungry. He didn't say he was thirsty. And if Jesus can uh, regard fasting and prayer for 40 days and he would drink, that just takes away this sort of idea that, you know, you have to injure yourself in order to get more spiritual. So why do we fast? We fast because we're putting the body under subjection and we're saying, Lord, we're humbling ourselves and we're saying, in humbling ourselves, we're actually saying to the body, no, you are not going to dictate to me. I am now taking control of my appetites so that I can get a spiritual uh, connection sensitivity. That is what fasting essentially is about. Now, there are different types of fasting, and I'm not going to obviously cover all of them. But one thing, again, I want to just emphasize because... Uh, depending upon your background, and it does depend upon your background, um, some uh, would look at fasting where you start, you miss a breakfast, whatever. Okay, praise God. If that's your background, then okay. But we want to sort of push yourself a little bit further to say, if that was your normal fasting, try doing it for a whole day. But the key thing is that uh, and I will, and I have sent it round to the uh, NUMA friends. Uh, I recommend Miles Monroe. It's only it's only 11 minutes, but he does a kind of doodle of ha how how to fast. Very amusing, but very informative. And uh, as I confessed uh, uh, at uh, watch night, that I was not a great fan of fasting because it, it, was, it was definite endurance because I suffered through it. But even watching his program, uh, watching the 11 minutes on his uh, doodle, because he was talking about, like, on the, uh, on the third day this happens, I'm thinking, boy, that's my limit. But <laughs> he's talking about on the seventh day, what happens is that your, your, your body begins to, because the, perhaps if I start it this way, he was saying that uh, when you fast, drink at least minimum of eight glasses of water a, a day. What you're doing is because when you are uh, fasting, you're, and I, I love this, this really helped me, it says that you are, your brain and your tummy have a habit. So uh, if you have your breakfast at seven o'clock, the brain is telling the stomach to say, get ready, food is coming. So the gastric juices are all there waiting. And the, the tummy is saying, where's, where's the food? So the, the brain is saying, well, I, I've, uh, this is our normal time where we eat. So that's when you have the, the time when there's a struggle. And what he's saying is that drink lots of water because the, the acid is there waiting for the food. There's no food. So by drinking lots of water, you're actually uh, allowing it to go uh, through your system. And he says uh, that round about the third day, your brain stops telling the stomach, prepare for food. Now, this is your habit. This is what you normally do at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever. You normally have breakfast. So... Drink water, because what you're doing, you're flushing out the acid. 
And what he also said is that um, when you're drinking, it's best not to take in acidic juices, like orange juice. Because what you're doing, you're adding acid to acids already there. What you're trying to do is drink the drink so it flushes out. It's a time when the body gets a chance to flush out some of the gunk and the stuff. And what he said, I think it was, I think he said, on the seventh day, go seventh day, and the seventh day of just drinking water, the acid is now starting to uh, eat some of the food. I haven't checked this out, but I believe him. Food that have been there for seven years. So on the seventh day, the, by the, the gastric juices now are beginning to uh, eat away of food that has been in your tummy or in your intestines for seven days, uh, seven, seven years. So I say, okay, seven, seven days, I'll make a note of that. Now, so what I'm saying is that I want us to do it prop. I want us to do it first of all spiritually, properly, and f and medically. So if you have a have a condition that fasting and prayer, we keep saying fasting. Without, I used to do a lot of fasting. My complaint was I didn't do a lot of praying in my in my job, and that was the reason why I was always unsatisfactory, because yes, I was losing weight, etc but I was not getting satisfaction because I didn't get a chance to pray. So it's fasting and prayer. That is the key thing. If you fast, and as I used to say, if, if starvation brought you more spiritually with God, then many of the countries that are currently would be up there in terms of the supernatural. So it isn't the starvation. That is, it's the fasting and prayer. And the attitude is that you're humbling yourself before God and you're putting your body under subjection. Uh, in in uh, Romans 7, the latter end, Paul is describing a person who hasn't got the spirit where he says, when I want to do good, the evil come. When I don't want to do the things that I do. And he says, who can deliver me from this wretched body? Then he says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who walk in the spirit, not by flesh. So... At that point, what we're saying is that where the, the normal and reasonable appetites, you're saying no. You're telling your body, now, I'm putting on the subjection. Now, we're now, the, the emphasis now is that I want to be more spiritual. So I'm just going to use, uh, uh, there is uh, essentially partial fasting, absolute fasting. That I regard that, that with... Uh, 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 just water and corporate fasting. Now, I'm just going to touch on Daniel's fasting because, again, I, I don't want to give people the impression there is necessary, it's up for you, necessary a rank of if I just fast with water, I'm going to be better than someone who breaks fast because it's your, it's your attitude. If you have the wrong attitude, you're just losing weight which is good, but not the purpose, okay? So if we look at, uh, very quickly, Daniel 10, verse 2 and 3, famous Daniel, and we, we know about Daniel, and what he says, and, I'm, and I, I, I am going to be fairly short on this, because as I say, I think we've, we've, we've fed 
we've been fed spiritually a lot through the testimonies, etc., etc. But I just want to give give um, different types of fasting. And Daniel 10, verse 2 and 3, he says, this is what he says. He says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all uh, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And he says, and now on the 24th day of the month, I was in the... In, I was in by the side of the great river, and it and it is the Tigris. I lifted up my eyes and I looked behold, there was a, a man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold and up uh, pass. Now, before I go into it more, because we time, this is uh, I think is Gabriel, and what he said, Gabriel said. The moment you set your heart to know the mystery of God, I was sent. Now, so I want you to understand, it wasn't that, it was the fact of Daniel's attitude and Daniel's relationship with God, that the moment he set his heart to know the mystery of God, an angel was sent. The delay in those days was because the prince of Persia was hindering Gabriel, and he was hindered for 21 days. And then only when Micah, the archangel, broke through. Now, often we can use that, and it's good to use that, but I'd just like to emphasize, Daniel was operating in Old Testament covenant. We, in Romans 26 or 38, he says, uh, and the Spirit makes intercession for us. Which spirit? The Holy Spirit. That's God. Making intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Because it says, we don't even know what we ought to pray. Now, what I'm saying is, I just want to, because there was a whole series of teaching on uh, that when you prayed, you had to burst through a whole line of angels, demonic angels, as in Daniel. That was the Old Testament. The question I always used to ask, no, when I finally realized, I said, which demon can stop God from breaking through? Because when you talk about it, we seem to forget that the Holy Spirit is God. So this attitude of or this teaching that somehow when you're praying in the Spirit that a, a demon can hinder God, it's not possible. So I'm just saying, so the first thing is that, the, the emphasis I wanted to say is that Daniel chose to, to minister through fasting by taking no choice food, uh, uh, no pleasant food, etc., etc. Because of time, and I know that I have the first session on the intercession, uh, on the fasting and prayer, I won't go much further than that, other than to say that when you decide to fast completely, um, uh, drink a lot of water, uh, uh, and again, I refer you to Miles Monroe, you can drink some juice, but the, the, the um, less acidic, 
because the idea is that you want to flush out the acid that's building up. After the third, according to uh, uh, Miles Monroe, after the third day, your brain starts stops telling your stomach to release gastric juices. And uh, on the seventh day, apparently, there's only the word apparently, uh, the, the acids there, there starts to eat away that food had been there for seven years, which is quite amazing. But the most important thing is that you and God set a target. Don't just fast for, because there is, a, there, is a, there is, which I'll probably talk about Tuesday, there is a corporate anointing in fasting and prayer. When, when a group of people or a nation begins to pray together through fasting and prayer, there is revelation, there are things that happen that you wouldn't be able to get by yourself. In, in a time of, often people in the Old Testament used to meet in a time of crises, and even the person who's called the fast, God doesn't necessarily reveal it to that person, but will raise a person in the congregation or in the place to tell the answer. So there is a corporate anointing, a corporate fasting and prayer that can move a whole body in a particular direction. It's a, it's a place where countries are changed. There are, there are examples of Jonah going to Nineveh who, who wanted them Basically, they were the enemies of the Jews, and he wanted God to punish them. And the king called a fast and repented before God, and God relented. So a whole nation was saved because a, a, a foreign body began to humble themselves. They took the word of God and humbled themselves in fasting and prayer. And because of that, God relented. Jonah was not happy but you all know the story about him. So all I'm saying is that this is a, in Isaiah 58, verse 6, I think it said something like, you know, is this the fast that I've called, etc.? But it's also for breaking bonds of wickedness, undoing heavy ladens, setting the captive free. So when you have an idea what you want, do you want, you want to get closer to God? Good. Are the things that around you that have, that have resisted your prayers, now is the time. Even in a corporate fast and prayer, things can happen. This is a time where we can set the standards for 2022. We don't have to be going in 22 in any fear. We can actually declare what we want according to God's will to happen in 2022. If there's blockages, now is the time to break it. If there are if there are loved ones in op oppression, it's now the time to break it. If we have loved ones who don't know the Lord, now is the time to pray. We're not praying against their will because that is witchcraft. You cannot override someone's will. God doesn't, God loves us all. But if you choose by your will to go to hell, God will not override that will. And no one's entitled to override someone's will. But you can pray for an environment so that the person can themselves come and say, Lord, I surrender Amen. and have Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.